Eureka by John Thomas, Volume 1 Chapter 1, Section 4, Part 5 Annunciation I am the Alpha and the Omega, beginning and ending, saith the Lord, the who is, and who was, and who is coming, the Omnipotent. Apocalypse 1, verse 8 These words announce to us that he who is coming is the Almighty. Also, that this Almighty One pertains to the past, the present, and the future. That he has a beginning, and also an ending, as symbolized by the first letter of the Greek alphabet, to alpha, and by the last, or to omega, the alpha and the omega. But let the reader understand that this annunciation is not an announcement that the eternal Theos, styled the Father, had a beginning. If he had not always existed without beginning, there would have been no creation. To imagine a time, or point of past eternity, when Theos, or Ale, commonly styled God, did not exist, would be to suppose an epoch when there was nothing, no existing thing. And this supposition would be to make nothing the intelligent and wise creator of something, which is palpably absurd. No, the Annunciation before us carries us back no further than that beginning to which John had already introduced his readers in the book he had already written to convince men that Jesus is the Anointed One, the Son of the Deity, and that believing they might have life through his name. John 20 verse 31 The beginning of the pre-existent deity by his spirit effluence, or logos, becoming flesh. The beginning of the great mystery, deity manifested in flesh. 1 Timothy 3 verse 16 This manifestation, then, as we have shown, had its beginning. It began in Jesus, son of David and son of deity. Of him it was prophesied, They pierced my hands and my feet. He was cut off, or covenanted, and afterwards removed by eternal power from this sublunary field of blood. But Jesus, though the head, was not the body. He had suffered, but his sufferings did not complete the sufferings of his body, which is the ecclesia. Hence Paul says, I now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up that which is behind of the affliction of the Anointed One in my flesh, for his body's sake, which is the Ecclesia. Colossians 1 verse 24 But Paul did not consider that his sufferings, added to those of Jesus, would fill up the measure. For in writing to the saints in Corinth, he associates them with himself in the work. As the sufferings of the Anointed One, says he, abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth through the Anointed One. But whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is operative in the enduring 
of the same sufferings which we also suffer, or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of the sufferings, so ye shall be also of the consolation. Second Corinthians 1, verses 5-7 to If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. 2 Timothy 2, verse 12 Thus the body is pierced with suffering, as well as its head. And as Jesus, though a son, learned obedience by the things which he suffered, so all his brethren must. It will be seen, then, that when the one body is complete in all its elements, it will have been a suffering community. This is its alpha, its beginning, its ho-own, or present condition. Most of its members are in the womb of death, shut up within the gates of the invisible, which are so securely locked that no power can open them save that which is eternal. The key or power is with Jesus, through whom it will operate as it did upon him when the power or spirit of the Father raised him from the dead. At present, the saints sleeping in the dust and the few that are living in this generation are all waiting for the adoption. For living or dead, they were all immersed in hope of being planted in the likeness of the resurrection of their elder brother. Being thus baptised for the dead, they suffer with him, that they may be glorified together in the manifestation of the sons of the deity, who shall then with him freely give us all things. Romans 6 verse 5 and 8 verses 23, 17, 19 and 32. As the brain in the head has property in the body and calls it his, so the Logos in Jesus has property in him and his brethren and styles them members of his body, of his flesh and of his bones, so that they all become one flesh which is a great mystery, says Paul, but I speak concerning the Anointed One and the Ecclesia. Ephesians 5, verses 22 to 32. When this great mystery shall be consummated in the resurrection and the subsequent anointing of the one body, the Omega, the ending, and the who is coming, will be manifested. The whole multitude will be deity manifested in flesh, glorified flesh, which is Holy Spirit, or Pneuma Hagiosenes, the divine nature at present common to Jesus and the angels, and then participated in by all the saints, all of which is the development of the principle affirmed by him to Nicodemus, that that which has been born of the Spirit is Spirit. Here, then, is a multitude which no man can number, every individual of which is holy spirit flesh, glorified substance, equal to the angels, the one Yahweh, and the one name. When they all attain to this 
Omega state. There will be nothing lacking. The ending will be manifest. There will be no further proclamation inviting Jews and Gentiles to the kingdom and glory of the deity. The body will be complete and have attained through much tribulation to a high estate. Whatever may be the destiny of the earthborns of the millennial nations in relation to the post-millennial cycle, they will not be ranked with the Alpha and the Omega of this Annunciation. The second Adam and his bride will be the embodiment of eternal power, the almighty inheritor of the earth and all that it contains, for it is his and the fullness thereof. The symbol in the text is very expressive. It is the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet. Between these two are twenty-two other letters, which, with the first and last, make one alphabet, twenty-four in one, an idea still further elucidated in the twenty-four elders, which are representative of the almighty Alpha and Omega manifestation of deity. In connection with this enunciation, I would recall the attention of the reader to Isaiah 41 verse 4, where the Eternal Spirit says, I, Yahweh, the first one and the last ones, I, He, the isles saw and feared, the ends of the earth were afraid, drew near and came. I have supplied the words one and ones to mark the singular and plural of the original. In this, the last ones are the omega and the ending and the he who is coming of the apocalypse.